Hi, I'm Nick Lenos. I'm Nick Jackson. And we're Between Two Nicks, suburban style. The first intro was way cooler. I know. And like now it just sounds like we're in a really big Chevy. And we did it like fast too, right? <laughs> wow, Nick. Whatever. Uh, we watched 1989's The Burbs. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Insane man. Insane camera wobble. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I had so much fun with this movie. Uh, you had never seen this movie. No. What, uh, what, was you, what is your first response? First thing? I mean, I don't know how I'd never seen this movie. <laughs> Neither do I. Joe Dante directs this movie. Who is your favorite childhood director? <sighs> yeah. Gremlins. Well... I only really watched Gremlins. Small Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Small Soldiers, too, yeah. Explorers. You didn't see that. No. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, my. Joe Dante did? He only did one segment. Yeah. but Okay. Yeah. Which segment did he do? I, it's been so long since I've seen that. And I don't know if I ever knew. That's another movie we've talked about. I know. For a long motherfucking time. That's where what I thought you were going to say was your pick if you would have got pick after this. Oh, that would have been good, though. Yeah. But then I realized you wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't have. You don't look up directors like usually. <laughs> what? Unless it says it in big titles in the opening cues. That's not a it. fact. That's not true. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. To be fair, Twilight Zone the movie is an anthology with four different directors. It's fair. It's fair. One of which being John Landis, which is who we always talk about when we talk about the Twilight Zone. And it, Sam? No, not Sam. Sam Raimi. No. Who's no. It's. I don't know, dude. It's Joe Dante. It's John Landis. It's um. It's eighties directors like that. Yeah. That had been too early for... Uh, um, I'm cheating and looking it up because I'm embarrassed that I don't know that. Oh, Steven Spielberg and George Miller. Oh, yeah. I that's right. That. That's right. Which segment did Joe Dante direct? Uh, does it say that? It should. If you go to the movie... I mean, this is boring. Content. Yeah, this is this is great content. Uh, <laughs> we'll just do it when we do that episode. Yeah, because it's coming. I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure Joe, Joe Dante directs the worst segment, <laughs> which is I the mean, old people with Scatman Crothers. Oh, that sounds awesome. It's not. So, I can't remember anything of this movie other than a helicopter scene. But uh, <laughs> that's I, the last thing a couple people remembered. John Landis, George uh, Miller, Steven Spielberg, and Joe Dante. Arguably, the Joe Dante, Steven Spielberg are going to be the two that are easily confusable, confusing. The both. I think Spielberg actually did the shitty segment. I believe it, because that's not his wheelhouse. Not that like sci-fi. And there's well, there's one segment in the movie. The yeah. one with Scatman Crothers that is like not scary whatsoever, hmm. and not even really that weird. Hmm. It's basically like all these old people become kids for a, a night, and then they go back to their. Oh uh, fucking... yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's stupid. That could be. Th- That's the worst segment in the whole movie. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, 
We'll do it some other time. Uh, Dude, I can't wait until we do that movie. So, well, we're talking about Joe Dante. Uh, if you didn't get that, he's the director of The Burbs. He directed Gremlins, Small Soldiers, The Explorers, The Howling, Inner Space, and a segment in He Twilight did do Zone. The Howling, huh? He did. That's Just wild. Uh, and some other stuff. He's done some TV stuff since. Uh, oh, yeah. And whatnot. Uh, Nightmare Cinema is another new uh, anthology. Newer. Yeah. It's Nightmare Cinema is... I want to say it's a few years old now. Yeah. I mean, I say newer, but newer could honestly be like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> anything at, uh, anything 2015 until mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Maybe even 2012. Uh, <laughs> uh, this movie was written by Dana Olson, uh, who also wrote one of my favorite movies, George of the Jungle. The Brendan Fraser movie? Yeah. That's one of your favorite movies. That is a great fucking movie. I'm not... I mean, it's second, obviously, to The Mummy. I was gonna say, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. It's actually third to Dudley Do-Right, Nick. He's doing a hard stare. <laughs> uh, Dana Olsen is also the cop in this movie, at the end of the movie. Like, oh, really? The, the first one that shows up. Uh, he was hired by uh, Joe Dante because this his movie was famously uh, in 1989 going on during the writer's strike. There was a really a famous like 1989 Screen Actors Guild writer's strike uh, walkout. Huh. And th- he wasn't allowed to hire him as a writer to, or have him on set for like rewrites and stuff. So he hired him as an actor so that he could be there to like kind of like backdoor his way in for script rewrites and shit like that. That's pretty clever. Yeah. And also with this cast... Uh, let's talk about the cast uh, because a lot of it is improvised because of that because there was a writer strike and there was and there was need to rework a script and a lot of it was improvised yeah <laughs> I didn't know that yeah so Tom Hanks who stars uh, and this movie was filmed before like before Big was released uh, and then as this movie was coming out he had been nominated for an Oscar for Big like so all of a sudden oh, wow. Tom Hanks is like on the cover of magazines Tom Hanks is and he's in this movie he's big uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, so he's everywhere and like, but yeah, he improvised, uh, at the end of the movie when he's getting thrown, he picks up the gurney and throws himself into the ambulance. Oh. Improv. Uh, my favorite great. character, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Rick Dukamun. He plays Art, uh, the fat neighbor, the fat one. Uh, yep. His whole like, and the only reason chanting. we call him that is because every other character calls him that. He's in the, the movie. fat one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fat one. <laughs> uh, if you don't know him by this horrendously hard name to pronounce, he is in such amazing movies as Polly Shore's Jury Duty, oh. Spaceballs, Little okay. Monsters, Encino Man, Blank Check, Die Hard. And it, for Die Hard, he's the guy that's in the, like, uh, sewer main with the power cords and stuff. Uh, and he's also in next week's movie that we're going to do, The Last Action Hero. Why are we not doing Encino Man, dude? Uh, I think it's funny because every one of the movies he's been in, we have mentioned in the last two uh, episodes. episodes. <laughs> he's also in Most Valuable Primate. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that movie's existence until you told me this before we recorded. And you, Nick, can tell you the gleam in my eye when he said MVP and I realized what yeah. he was talking about. And yes, I'm pretty sure that's the chimpanzee playing, you said hockey, right? Yes. 
I think so. It's either hockey or baseball. Yeah. But uh, we've amazing. literally mentioned in the last episode, the episode on Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, we were talking. About, I was talking about Encino Man. We talked about Encino Man, Jury Duty, Blank Check, all in the last episode. If not That's, last two episodes, I know him from and Blank Check, Animal, uh, Animal movies. We just didn't mention MVP because Dude, we, everyone forgot. Can we about please it. just do one whole month of animal movies, please? I'm not committing to that. Please. Uh, so, Rick Duke, <laughs> someone please let me know how to say that. D U C O M M U N. Decomus. There's no common. Decomus. Do common. Do common. Do common. You coming? Wish. <laughs> also in this movie, Carrie Fisher playing Tom Hanks's wife. Awesomely. So great. At the uh, end when she gets a haircut, let me tell you, man. So she doesn't get a haircut. She wore a wig the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the wig is like the only reason you it's just a different color. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. For some reason at the end, when he said that to her, she looked like the wife from Everybody Loves Raymond to me. <laughs> Deborah? Yeah, Deborah. <laughs> I don't know why, dude. It was weird. Uh, second favorite character. Uh, I have so many favorite characters in this movie. Uh, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern, really? I, love I didn't Bruce like Dern. Bruce Dern. I like Corey Feldman Playing way Rumfield? more. Oh man. Oh well, I like Bruce Dern, but not his character. Yeah, that's fair. I like his character. My favorite characters were, uh, which ties in, dude. I love Corey Feldman in this movie. So Corey Feldman on this movie, when he got the he got he got call, he's like, you need to come in and read for this or something. Meet the director Joe Dante, and he had just finished. Uh, I think License to Drive or something like that. One of, another Corey vehicle with both of them in a vehicle. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And he, I see like, what you did. <laughs> I don't like it. He goes straight from there to there, like over a plane, like it's a trip. He didn't even and, and change his wardrobe. Didn't change. Like he's just kind of <laughs> grunged out looking. He's got that long hair. What? He, he comes like late into the meeting and is like, where's Joe? Like I got to see Joe. And like... Joe Dante is right there. He's like, I am him, and you are perfect. Like, <laughs> like he, yeah. he wanted to apologize, but like, that's what they wanted for that role. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's totally a Corey Feldman maneuver. Yeah, I know your next favorite character. Okay, who is it? Dick Miller. I mean, I love that sequence. <laughs> I love that's when a, the son Ro- Robert uh, Picardo is that the other. Garbage man. It has to be. I think uh, so. Dude I don't know. From uh, Star Trek. Or yeah, he was a uh, oh, shite. I think that's his name. Yeah, it is him. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, dude, when, <laughs> when the sun comes in, Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher are yelling at each other. Dad, dad, dad. Blah 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 blah. Throw trash all over the street. Uh, wh- what? <laughs> Runs out there, and they're both waist deep in the trash fucking truck they're in it uh, Bruce Dern the is in underwear out. and a army uh <laughs> like vest and art is in uh like flannel pjs i believe yeah <laughs> it's a wild scene dude <laughs> uh who is it that it oh it's him and art when they <laughs> that's oh we will talk about that the camera work in this movie is, is one of awesome. my favorite things and actually like Probably everything from Tim and Eric to Seth MacFarlane take from this movie. Like, this movie is a trove for everyone that did comedy in the next 20 years. It's so good, dude. <laughs> but here's the thing, dude, is it actually is kind of creepy. Hmm. This movie? Why? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Much more for you because you grew up in suburbanite uh, America. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know what this movie reminded me of in a way? Hmm. Um, Disturbia or rear, oh, the, rear window yes. type. But the Shia LaBeouf vehicle. That's a good movie. Also, that is summer not of eighty four. The rear window you reference, you jackass. No, I said Disturbia. I know. That's that movie. I know. But also, summer of eighty four. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see that. I get that. Um, dude, Henry Gibson though. Did we talk about him? Not yet. I love that guy. <laughs> He's in so much stuff, He's dude. In Biodome and Inner Space. <laughs> oh, that's what I know him from. I believe yeah. fucking Biodome. Why are all these people in Pauly Shore movies? <laughs> now we need. Now you know what needs uh, to happen. Nick. I love it. I. How close I was to picking jury duty. But Dude, please, I've so never seen it. Bad. <laughs> or or Encino Man. Yeah. We're coming uh, back to dude. We're coming back to a Pauly Shore. Also in this movie, Nicky Cat. Uh he's not Nikki a real famous. He's Corey Feldman's buddy, the dark hair mullet, who's like, Hey oh. man, I gotta get to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the movie for like one second. Who uh, the fuck is he, that guy? He's in three scenes. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in a TV show I watched, Boston Legal or uh, Boston Public, for a long time. He's one of the teachers. Is uh, that the one with Shatner? No. No. Well, that's Boston Legal. Same, oh. same guy, David Kelly. Whatever. Uh, it's only some of the best television in the last decade. Uh, television is inferior, <laughs> and it's not what our podcast is about. It's true. I might start a TV podcast. Honestly, with who? Myself. Dude. And me. <laughs> He he said, and me, Han, and used his hand for the listening audience. I don't like these dad jokes. I don't like them. You're getting a little too burr. I almost couldn't say Han without laughing. Like, I almost choked on it. I know. It got me so much. I Uh, hate you so bad, dude. Nikki Cat in this movie uh, wears a skateboard t-shirt. It's like a, it was an old 80s company. I think it was like a Skate Death or something or Skull Skate or Skate Skull or something like that. Started by two brothers. Rick Dukeman and his brother, to be precise. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That's cool. And I like the little uh, that uh, Art's shoes, Rick's shoes in the movies are vans off the wall, like slip-ons. Like, <laughs> yep. I didn't notice that. I did. I'm I'm weird. Well, uh, how many times have you seen this movie? A lot. A lot. Yeah, I've seen it <laughs> one. Uh, the last person I'll mention, uh, Courtney Gons. Who plays uh, Hans. <laughs> but he's the creepy ginger from Children of the Corn. And he's in Back to the Future. Uh, he's in... Shut up. Well, who yeah. does he play in Back to the... One I, of, I one no of Biff's friends? I have no idea. I've There's only... no way he's not one of Biff's friends. That's Dude, it's funny because when you said Nikki Cat, I was going to make the joke and say that sounds like somebody who played one of Biff's friends in Back <laughs> to the Future. I was going to say that. This guy probably did. He is a creepy... Creepy fucking guy. He probably played the dude that had the 3D glasses, dude. <laughs> what if he's the kid that uh, fucking uh, Marty McFly <coughs> takes his fucking scooter? Oh, he might be. That kid? That little kid? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, no. dude. Uh, he's also in a new... <clears throat> excuse me. 
a new movie with Bruce Dern on Tubi, a Tubi original called Hellblazers. And I think Tony Todd's in it, too. You know I love a Tony Todd. I know, and I know you got the Tubi, so... Uh, Who doesn't have the Tubi? I mean, a lot of people don't have Tubi. Why? I don't know. It's free. And there's some good shit on there. There's some great content on Tubi. It has ads. They're not that bad. Or why are you laughing? (laughs) Because I feel like we're doing... (laughs) An ad? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, guys, go to Tubi.com slash go fuck Between yourself. Between two nicks. Oh. I wasn't going to give them a real code. No, there isn't. Just put it in the comments. Like, Between Two Nicks told us about Tubi. All five of you. The two of you that don't have Tubi. Yeah. Fucking A. Basket cases on Tubi. I'm pretty sure Six String Samurai is as well. Yeah. Dude, a bunch of weird shit's been... Oh, this has nothing to do with this podcast. Uh, but Monster Squad just got added. The Stars, I think. Are... Dude, Stars is taking all the good shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Th- this is only available through Stars. I, I had to know. rent this. I d- oh, you don't have Stars. No, I, I had know. to fucking pay money to rent this. I have it on I mean, DVD it... also. <laughs> I had to watch it yesterday. <laughs> it was only two ninety nine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. It was a great movie. I know, but I want to let you borrow it. I watched it in 4K, Nick. So did I. For free on Stars. <laughs> dude, fuck Stars. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Stars, dude. Uh so that's pretty much on, on cast. Uh all those people are in this. Uh Tom Hanks plays a paranoid uh suburbanite who is I don't know if he's paranoid. I just feel like he's got a lot of time on his hands. Yeah. And why does he have a lot of time in his hands? Because he's on vacation from work. Vacation? Do you not think he's on vacation? So he's not. It's a whole subplot that got cut out of the movie. He was fired. And he hasn't told his wife yet. That makes way more sense. It totally does. And I picked up on it maybe like two or three, four I thought that ago. from the beginning. Yeah. I was like, this guy got fired. It plays off. Like, now being an adult, like, watching, it's like, oh, this is... Totally, he's fired. <laughs> yeah, he didn't take vacation. He does not, and especially because when Art and him are in the basement, and he's like talking about it, and like, I don't know. And in the garage, when he shows him the tools, like sidesteps, I don't know. It's very obvious he's fired. And he's like, well, I used to be a fireman until this. Yeah. And it's like making you think that he got fired from being a fireman for whatever reason. Yeah. Does it ever say where he supposedly he, works? Wait. They said he was a fireman in this? I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking of Joe versus the volcano. Yes, I am. <laughs> wow, dude! Yeah. Does it ever say what his job is I, in this movie? I don't think so. I never catch it. Uh, it's definitely not a, fireman. a, a handyman. Because <laughs> of the way he like displays his tools. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's like if someone gave me tools, I'd be like, "Hey, you want to you want to come look at these tools?" And I'm just like, "Here they are." Yeah, these are tools. You you, you do things with these, <laughs> dude. If you think you're that bad with tools, <laughs> like certain things, you yeah, you could give me like knives. Makes cool. sense. Checks out. Hammer. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Axe. Yeah, axe for sure. Yep. Pliers. Yeah. No, dude, I'll, technical. I'll use a plier for pretty much anything, dude. I mean, yeah. Holding a roach, you know we're using a plier. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, a, 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 a cockroach to a pick cockroach, it up yeah. and put it outside. Yeah, I don't want to touch that. Uh, Icky. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Hanks, been fired. Uh, he's at home, and 
He's got a lot of time. It's suburban. He lives in a cul-de-sac. Uh, and to be fair, the cul-de-sac is uh, Mayberry Lane or whatever. It's uh, It was used for Leave it to Beaver, uh, Leave it to Beaver, The Munsters, uh, and Desperate Housewives. Oh, they all have the same name? The same lot. Oh, really? Same, yeah, and uh, Walter's house is actually unchanged in all of them. Walter's house is the only house that's still the same. Yeah. Like even in Desperate Housewives. No, I remember that. House. I watched Desperate Housewives for like three seasons. Why? Because Eva Longoria, dude. Thing? Oh, okay. Eva Longoria. Come on, Nick. <laughs> Terry Hatcher's in fucking Tales from the Crypt, though. And Lois and Clark. What the fuck is that? It was a Superman TV show, like all through our childhood. I never watched that With bullshit. Dean Kane. Oh, that. Dude, you fucking, fucking watched that Dean shit. Dean Kane. Yeah, dude. I hated that shit. Oh, we loved that shit. We watched every episode of that shit. God. And you watched uh, Smallville, too, huh? I did watch Smallville, but I jumped ship on Smallville. That's fair. I think about... What about Buffy? Fifth season. Buffy? No, I didn't... I couldn't do it, man. Even then, I thought it was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched it. Not, like, creepy scary. It's just, like... This is weird. Sus. <laughs> She's in high school, and this guy's like 300. <laughs> and why? Okay. <laughs> why are all vampires pedophiles? <laughs> Tell me one that's not. Um, I mean, there's none. Eddie Murphy in a vampire, vampire in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. But Edward Cullen? Pedophile. <clears throat> Which one's Edward Cullen? From Twilight. Oh, Jesus. You know his name. Yeah, dude. Robert Pattinson. Oh, my God. Fucking greatest actor of our generation. Wow. So, how many times does he masturbate in those movies? Ooh. It's not shown, but he does... Mm. It is canon It doesn't that, count. It doesn't count. It's not shown, but it's canon that he watches Bella sleep. Ooh. Yeah. And she's 17. In yep. in all these movies up until the last one, and then and he's pretty much grooming her. Yeah. And then right when she turns eighteen, she gets impregnated by Whoa. the vampire. Spoilers, man. Oh, sorry, dude. Spoilers for Twilight. Fuck, I've never seen them. Oh man, I was gonna read them. I was gonna ask you if you were Team Edward or Team <laughs> Jacob, Nick. No, wasn't it on this podcast where I just found out that Ed, Jacob wasn't a werewolf? He's actually a shapeshifter. No, he's. He's a werewolf. Uh-uh. He's a... Sh- have you seen him? I've only... No. Why Why would I see him? Yeah, exactly. Somebody that watches them just told me that he's a shapeshifter. He's not even a werewolf. But he just turns into a wolf? No. That's all he turns I into? Know. I don't know. He's That's a all he ever turns into is a fucking wolf. Well, werewolves don't turn into wolves. They're werewolves. That's so I didn't true. even know he turned into a wolf. I just thought he was a werewolf. It's like a big-ass wolf. Well, that's still just a wolf, man. <laughs> God. Uh wow. This podcast is so side railed. Uh <laughs> he's uh fired home and you know, doesn't want to go to the lake the with the wife and the kid. Uh <laughs> yeah. So he just I don't want to go to the up. lake. He just wants to be, you know, in suburbia with his weird neighbors and, you know, watching suburbia unfold. I mean, I can't tell you that I haven't done this as a kid. How long did I tell you about my neighbors for when we first started talking about this It was movie? like an hour. Like, the sun was out, and now the sun is down. That is an exaggeration, <laughs> dude. These like... It's like saying we had to wait three weeks for a fucking episode. 
Oh no, that was that was that a, was not three weeks, dude. Was. It was a week and a half. It is dark out. Look yeah, at that. we're thirty minutes into this. <laughs> God, I hate you, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mention uh, Wendy uh, Scow. Is that how you say her name? She's the voice of an American Dad. What? She's one of the voices of American Dad. Who? Wendy Scow. The the wife of uh, Bruce Dern. Oh, her. Yeah. I wonder who she plays in American Dad. It's... I think it's the mom. Oh, Francine? Yeah. Yeah. She only got Makes the role sense. because Seth MacFarlane, or whatever his name is. Seth MacFarlane? Is a big fan of this movie. And that's a lie. No, it's not. I have it written down. Oh. Well, <laughs> it makes sense because this movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, yeah. American Dad's a good show. <laughs> I, I love it. Show. I hate that show. Really? It's better than Family Guy a million times. <sighs> you think it's all the same, don't you? It's all the same. No, it's not. American <laughs> Dad is way better. <laughs> no, it's all the same. God uh, damn it, Nick. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so... These three guys with nothing to do. The one, we should describe who they are. You know, Tom Hanks is uh, what's his name? Ray, Ray, Ray Peterson. Ray Peterson. He's fired. Uh, wife and kids. His yeah. best friend or just neighbor across the road is Art, by by Rick. Who's like pretty much insane. He's insane and fat. It has the greatest appetite. When you're introduced to him, he's running around the backyard. Well, creeping in a bush. With a branch over his head and a BB gun trying to shoot a crow. And then <laughs> Tom Hanks is eating, you know, having coffee at his breakfast table with his wife and kid and talking about what he's going to do. And then he's just like sees out of his periphery. He's like, oh, Art's in the back with a gun. Art's in the back with a gun! And then he like runs out and like almost <laughs> gets shot. It's this great little gag. But then he comes, Art comes in and starts eating breakfast with them and he's finishing one plate of food. As she, the wife, Carrie Fisher, puts down another plate of food and he finishes that and finishes the syrup and he gets up and you think he's just throwing the syrup away but he's taking out of the fridge another bottle of syrup, a box of leftovers and a whole pineapple and he goes back down, he sits down, he starts eating another plate of French toast and then he starts eating the leftovers which are three racks of ribs and then oh my he God, finishes I the ribs. Any of this. Oh yeah, and then he finishes <laughs> the ribs, and then he takes uh, Ray's leftovers, and he eats that, and then it goes and it introduces you to Bruce Dern, who's played uh, playing Rumsfeld, an ex uh, military, which I always <coughs> thought he was a like fake soldier, like not a real soldier, just like oh, yeah. somebody no, obsessed with it, but. He's a Marine, isn't he's he? He's a or Marine, something? yeah. He's definitely a Marine. <laughs> and uh, But I still like to think of him as not a real person. Like, what's that? It's Meal o- Team 6. Like, yeah. Psycho. Dude, it's over the top. Yeah. He's got night vision goggles at one point. <laughs> and uh, his wife is uh, Wendy Scowl. And uh, yeah, they get into some trouble because they're bored suburbanites with nothing better to do but manicure their lawns and for hours on end. And... Um, and then after you meet that introduction, Ray and Art come out to the garage. This is right after uh, Art has polished off six plates of food and ribs and presumably a whole pineapple. And he says, hey, you want to go get a to the deli, get a roast beef sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Some That's of- my favorite gag in the whole movie. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I can't believe you watched this whole movie and did not realize the amount of food he consumed. I was paying attention to what they were talking about. <laughs> I didn't realize. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, dude. <laughs> that was no exaggerations. I have it written down in the notes, the exact order of food he eats. That's wild. <laughs> That's hilarious. I always loved that. And then this was the first time I caught that, like, immediately after that, when he walks outside, he walks, like, six steps. It's five minutes. I He's like, go to the deli? you want to get a roast beef sandwich? I've never identified with a character more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I... God, dude. So that's, uh, we're introduced to the three characters, and they there's the blight on the neighborhood. There's it's a... the creepy house next door. Who knew people moved in a month before. No one's seen them, so it's all very... No one's ever seen them leave. They don't get any deliveries. What do you think they're eating in there? <laughs> that's another one. It's a good one. A good what do you one. think they're eating in there? Because uh... you know he just wants to go over there and be yeah. like, hey... Oh, you guys got any leftovers? The first time he goes in, they break in. He's like, you know, we should start in the kitchen. <laughs> he's not even that fat, really. Uh. <laughs> like, the way everyone in this movie talks about him and how much he eats, this man should be morbidly <laughs> obese. But he's I mean, like... according to the chart at the doctor's office, he is most certainly morbidly obese. Oh, yeah, because he's like, I don't want to go to the doctor. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm obese. I mean, seriously, I'm morbidly obese. Oh, yeah, me too. According to the chart, like, that chart is so bullshit. Yeah, dude. Fuck that I'm chart, morbidly dude. obese since the third grade. Dude, who isn't morbidly obese? A, a lot of people. <laughs> they can all get fucked. Like, 99% of this cast. <laughs> no one I give a shit about. Then, not now. now yeah, I was going to say Bruce all Dern. All of them are, yeah. except for Bruce Dern. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I guess he's a little chunky now. Have, did you see him yeah. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He literally doesn't get out of bed. Well, he yeah, because he's like really sick. And he's old and fat. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was that fat. Uh, Dick Miller's dead. Yeah. That was more recently, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know why I even said that like that. I don't know. Just looking at my notes. Yeah, creeping. I was. Uh, so things start going weird, and uh, you know, as suburban men tend to, they think their neighbors are serial killers. Serial killers. Because they see the neighbor kid. This is kind of weird, though. He. It, it's a rainstorm. <laughs> he opens the garage door and pulls out in the car. And it's just this huge, epic thing. Like the, <laughs> and he goes to the end of the curb and takes out garbage and with a hoe, like, beats it into the trash can. And it's this horrible slurping, slurping. Sound. And, like, the trash can is, like, stained in goop. Yeah. But just that act makes them think they're serial killers. That's, I think, the first time they see someone from there. Yeah, and it is. And uh, it's Courtney Gaines, Hans. Because they all, they all are like... It's so funny to me, dude, because Tom Hanks is like, I think he sees him, doesn't he? He sees him and he's like, hey, Art, Art. It, like, they always let everyone else on the whole oh, yeah. fucking street know that I they're mean, moving. Hey, I see someone moving around in there. I, I've never, we talked about this a bunch. I've never lived in that kind of situation. Oh, like I a have. suburban, a cul-de-sac. I've never even spent time in them, really. Like, I never had friends that had that. I never had friends. Like, end stop. <laughs> not like I didn't have friends that didn't live in cul-de-sac I just didn't have friends let alone cul-de-sacs <laughs> I, 
think uh, they got what you were trying to say, <laughs> and I didn't say anything because that's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but that's I think why I'm fascinated with this movie, and like I always, I don't know, I just thought it was so farce. Like I didn't think it was actually like that. But now, as an adult, as a homeowner, now I don't live on cul-de-sac, but I have neighbors, and I'm very much aware of what they're doing and who like oh yeah <laughs> who's around and when there's a new car or like a new noise and oh yeah dude like new people move in why haven't they come and said hello like who the fuck are they are they serial killers like i don't know your neighbors all talk to you though not really they're old i was going to say yeah my i changed the light bulb for this elderly lady on uh that side and she it was very nice mary I don't know if I should say people's names, but uh, I was changing her light bulb because there was out on her porch and she was in her bat like robe. And I was like, oh, let me get it for you, ma'am. And I was walking to do it and I was fine there. And I was walking back with the the dead light bulb and I said, I throw it away. I was like back. I was like, no, no, you have a good day. It's a fucking hole, like a foot and a half deep. And it was the perfect size of my ankle. And I stepped in that and oh my gosh, the curses that came out. It was Blackbeard would have blushed. And uh Okay. She's never said another word to me. Never, <laughs> never had the door open. Like she used to always like open the door a little bit when I'd come home and like give me a wave if she was there. Nope. Nope. How one good deed could fuck me. So deeply. Dude, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> <laughs> a movie. You're gonna, no, it's a it's another classic Nick Jackson reference. Uh, I don't know. There's this episode of SpongeBob. Oh. Where <laughs> I did not see where that they uh, learn cuss words, and Ooh. Mr. Krabs like tells him, uh, "You can't say this," and then he says it, and then SpongeBob's like, "I'm gonna tell your mother," and they run to his mom's house, and it's like <laughs> old lady Krabs. And they knock on the door, and Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob and Patrick are out there, and they're all screaming at the top of their lungs, and they're saying all the curse words. But, like, in SpongeBob, it's just, like, weird animal noises. Uh-huh. You know, like, one's a dolphin, one's, like, a foghorn, one's, like, a seal. So they're like, and then Mrs. Mrs. Krabs is like, oh, my heart, and passes out. Uh, yeah. But then the, the gag at the end of the episode is she stubs her toe and goes, Oh my! And then a car horn honks. My burnt foot! And they're like, Mrs. Krabs! And Mr. Krabs is like, Mother! And uh, they look and they're like, Oh no, it's just old man Jenkins and his jalopy! And it's an old dude driving a car. I've seen this episode. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a classic. I had to go on that tangent. I'm oh, sorry. It's fine. I was enjoying it. <laughs> dude, it's weird how quickly I can fucking yeah, I mean, SpongeBob. I watched them all. I had a young nephew when that show was like airing. I've seen every episode at least once. Yeah. I, I was too. hooked. I mean, like, they, it's a good show. Yeah. I watched the first two with them and I was like, oh, well, yeah, this is kind yeah, of I can keep watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Especially imbibed, dude. I've been watching it on Paramount Plus. Ooh. Oh, God. It's so good, dude. I still watched the last movie not too long ago. Uh, the newest, newest one? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Not this last one, but the one before, the Sponge Out of Water. Yeah. That was pretty decent. Yeah. That, there's only two, right? No, there's three now. Oh. The first one 
is... I really like the first one. I didn't like that first one that much. It's okay. Did I not? It has David Hasselhoff. Yeah, I like that one. The second one has Antonio Banderas. Who's in the third one? Some other person. I might not have seen the third one. I liked the second one. I think I did too then. When they had the weird animation style for a little bit and then... Oh, no. I did not like that. I liked it. But I'm also a cuck. Mm, yeah. 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 Serious for Spongebob. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry <laughs> for that Spongebob corner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah. And the house next door is like, it looks like a haunted house. It looks like the oh, house yeah. from Casper, dude. Yeah, small scale version. <laughs> yeah, that house is huge. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, it's like the guest house for that house, and that house is on a mountain cliffside. <laughs> yeah, and, and this looks house nothing is, like this house. Listen, this is dude, on in my mind, a they were, Listen, in my mind, they were both just as big. That's like if hey. that was the house in Casper. Casper would be a drastically different movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've kept the original wood. <laughs> that scene with Bruce Dern peeling the wallpaper off the wall. Improvised. Oh my! Like I don't know why he was like, "Yep, this is what I'm doing." <laughs> Dude, I loved uh, the part where, I mean, it's the first time they go try to knock on the door. <laughs> the the six six nine. Yeah, it turns over to six six six, and I <laughs> automatically I was like, "Fuck yeah. yeah!" They knock on the door, and the sign goes from six six nine to six six six. They knock again; the whole thing falls off. And a swarm of bees come out of it. And it's like a plague upon... Like, it is and They're like, awesome. ah! And all the wives are looking at him like, what are they doing? And Rumfield's in the yard garden. He's like, come to me, boys! Soldiers, run to me! Run to water, soldiers! And he's got the hose. And how does Art end up with a bee in his mouth, Nick? Because it's... He's like, Pleh. Great and it's like, physical mm-hmm. humor. It is. Uh, you know what? Get, no you know bees what? were harmed in the making of this movie, by That's, the way. Good yeah, to know. Yeah. You know what gag I've always appreciated, though? Hmm. Is the whole thing of, like, an art's in the backyard with a gun. <laughs> art's, art's in the, the backyard <laughs> with a gun! It's my it's, favorite. It's almost a, as classic a gag as, with the camera. That is my favorite scene in the whole movie. I Dude, I, I, I laughed Where pretty hard. I, did I write it down? Oh. <laughs> Ray, this is Walter. <laughs> what we're doing is the camera goes back and forth about a foot and a half. Like in. how you would picture when someone's screaming. Yeah. And like a Tim and Eric sketch, I yeah. feel like. Or, uh, or a SpongeBob or episode. A SpongeBob episode for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's happened. Scooby Doo unmasked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It's it is so such good. a good scene. Dude, the camera work in this movie is amazing. You know what? I was going to say, okay, you have way more facts. I'll let you go oh, no. facts. I should have been on this page, the page of the movie. I don't know why I was on the other page. I was on my wrong page of notes, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> We're only 40 minutes play in. Play and catch up here. Uh, yeah. Uh... Where were we at? Ray breakfast. I already talked about Ray eating the breakfast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Bruce Dern's neighbor is Corey Feldman. Uh, according to him, he's a meatball. Uh, but he's yeah. al- he's always hitting on his wife. Dude, 
Wait. But she's wanting him. Oh, yeah. She's in the Dude. garden, gardening in... Nothing but uh, overalls, basically, right? I mean, it's it's like the f- page one of Playboy. And then and like... then the next page, she has her tits out. Yeah, 100%, dude. And he leans over and is like, hey, Mrs. Rumsfield. Or I forget what he calls her. Yeah, I, he's like, hey, Ms. Ms. hey Rums- Mrs. Rumsfield, yeah. I like the view. No, he said, no tan lines today, hon. Or bun or something like that. Like, Spartan, yeah. no tan lines. And she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and Bruce Dern's like, what the? <laughs> you know that kid's a meatball. <laughs> Like, like that's the response to it. <laughs> My favorite part in the movie is when uh, the ambulance crashes into the pizza car for some reason. And there's like, why did that need a payoff? Well, and there's and, eighty pizzas. Yeah, and all of them fly out, and he's like, "Oh, pizza dude!" My one of my favorite gags. I don't even call it a gag, but when they're first walking up to the door the first time, and the camera work there, and the music is like, yes, like it's it's not that one, but it's a very spaghetti western scene where it's like the going from the eyes of each person and like this is this camera of like sharp tight shots of like each individual group as they're walking up and it's that western spaghetti western soundtrack i fucking love that do you know what joe dante does really well but always works Hmm. is he always has tropes in his movies his movies are like full of tropes yeah but they're not like from the genre that he's making (laughs) well that but also they're not like they're not done in a way where you roll your eyes. They're yeah. done in a way where you're like, ah, like it's more of a joke. <laughs> and it's just executed so perfectly. Not just in this movie. No, yeah. I mean, he does it in Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Doesn't he do Gremlins 2? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Both of those movies, they do that. Uh, so I'm going to go through all the gags now that I love in this movie. Okay. It's just things that land to lead off when. Uh, Ray's breaking into the backyard, and he falls over the ladder. <coughs> After <coughs> Corey Feldman's telling him to be careful, he's like, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just throw over the tools." And it's a pickaxe, and he just throws it <laughs> over, and the camera's like on the fence, so you see the pickaxe flying over, and you know that Rick just turned around off screen, <laughs> and you just hear the thud, and the kids <laughs> like both kids giggling. Like. <laughs> It gets me so much. Uh, the shadow gag, when the doctor is coming out of the basement for the first time. We haven't seen him yet. And uh, he's, you know, the way the light is lit, that as he's getting up, the shadow is just getting huge. And, like, all yeah. encumbersome. Like, it's taking up the whole space. And then Henry Gibson <laughs> breaks the Who screen. is notoriously short. He is, I believe, shorter than Carrie Fisher. And yeah. <laughs> I think he's, like, 5'1". He is a t- Tiny, tiny man. Uh, and I love that shadow gag. It's uh, a classic. <laughs> That's the type of shit that I'm saying is like, yeah. it, does, it doesn't make you roll your eyes in this movie. The, when they're in the house for the first time and like Tom Hanks gets up, he's like, I have to use your restroom and like tries to go find a bathroom in a very awkward, weird way. He's uh, so suspicious. <laughs> he opens the basement door as they're screaming, no, don't go in there. And this giant Great Dane leaps out and attacks him and like <laughs> and runs like, through the Wah! house. <laughs> and Rumsfield goes over to him and like grabs him. He's like, you keep a horse in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
You know, one of my favorite, like, ideas in this movie is the gag that Corey Feldman just invites his girlfriend and friends over to quote-unquote watch is, the this show. This is more real than anything else, man. Watch the show, man. <laughs> it's going down tonight, man. I don't know, but it's going this down. This guy is a super weirdo, and he's... Oh, dude, I love it. I love this town, man. <laughs> Every person... I love this neighborhood. That, that I, love this I love That's this street. That's what he says. I love this street. I wish he would say, I love this sack. I don't like Call that. Call the sack. I love my sack. Especially when it's all wet and hairy. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I love... Oh, man. The, my favorite one. Uh... So the ongoing of paranoia, they think that that's that. The women find out and talk sense into them or talk sense into Tom Hanks' character. And so Ray is now under house arrest, basically, by his wife. And <laughs> But doesn't he have a dream where they're like, mind your own business? <laughs> yeah, he has a fucked up <laughs> fever dream that because right before he goes to bed, he's watching a... The Race the Devil, Exorcist, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> oh my god. Just chef's kiss of movies. Yeah. Um, so he's staying at home, but Blumsfield, Rumsfield and Art come into the driveway and they're like, Ray, Ray, come on, come on, Ray, we we got we have it figured out. And he's like on his balcony or whatever porch. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher comes and is like, no, Ray can't come out today. He can't yeah, come out so and play. And they're like, no, come on, Carol, just a little, just let him come for a little bit. It's all right. No, he can't come out until he has some resemblance of the man I married. And you hear Art says, oh, Carol, we don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, There are so many jokes that I just love in this movie so much. And it's not even like... As I'm reading these, they're not that funny. No, but it's funny it in this movie. So That's what good I'm saying. In this movie. <laughs> um so I would say second best dream sequence where someone gets tortured. <laughs> He's on a giant life size or a man sized barbecue, like a Weber kettle. So good, dude. <laughs> it's only second to American Werewolf. Uh wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, like, you can't beat American Werewolf in London, but, no. no, I mean, this one's pretty fucking funny and amazing. Tom Hanks delivers a line so dead-faced, serious, and it's so beautiful. Nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because um, <laughs> they find out that their neighbor, whose dog kept shitting in Rumsfield's... Queenie. That's yeah, a Queenie. famous dog. Really? You know what other movie she's been in? Nope. Her name was Precious. Couldn't tell you. What? I don't know, dude. What is it? Sounds of Lambs. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should probably take a pause. Take a pause. Just for a second to reset the recording. All right. And hear a word from our sponsor. You're back. Mm. It was a good break. I hiccuped. Do you want to actually take a break? No, it's all right. Okay. Uh, we've missed a gag. We missed a few things. We There's still a few things we need to talk about. End of the movie, uh, after he gets blown up, and he's all bandaged <laughs> up. This is the 
end of the end of the movie. I don't know why I'm skipping to it, but I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> he's walking. He's saying, I'm going to go on another vacation now. Further further confirming that he is actually jobless and has no job. Yeah. Uh, but Corey Feldman comes up and like, what are you doing? What are you going to do now? What? And he's like, I'm going to leave for a while. I'm going to. And he looks at him. The camera gets up into his face in this angle. And it's like, I'm going to need you to keep an eye on the place. Because <laughs> he's his eye he is bandaged. He only yep. has one eye. Yep. Yep. It's a, uh, yeah. It's it's humor could be this could be lost on some people. It's so really highbrow. The reason everything gets all fucked up is because they're convinced. Uh, so the neighbor that goes missing, they go into his house. There's an overturned chair, and the TV is still on. Signs of a struggle. Obvious signs of a struggle. And uh, then he moves it. He moves he it back, and then they're like, "Don't touch turns anything." Turns off the TV. Uh, they find his toupee, and you yes. know those old men and never go anywhere. And he puts it back. Uh, <laughs> fucking Tom Hanks takes Queenie to his house and writes, "I have your dog." <laughs> well, his first letter is like, "Hi, Walter. Uh, we found Queenie in the yard, and we got and we broke your window to come in to make sure that everything was okay." And then he crumples it, and then he just says. Walter, I have your dog. <laughs> yeah, and then he puts that, he puts that in the mail slot and puts the guy's toupee through the mail slot. Yeah. Um and then okay, this is a gag that I thought was kind of funny, but I couldn't tell you why. After they leave uh from so when the wives convince Tom Hanks that everything's okay, uh-huh. they all go to the creepy house. I forget the Clopex. The Clopex. Is that Slavic? <laughs> what is it? Slavic? Um, they go to their house and they're like, have a talk with them. Uh-huh. And then immediately after that, they're like, uh, the wives are like, see, you can just stop this funny business, blah, blah, blah. Tom Hanks is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're arguing back and forth. Yeah. And um, he's arguing with Art, too, isn't he? He's like, yeah. you guys are taking this too, blah, yeah. blah, blah. We need to stop. And then he's like, can we have a private talk really quickly? And all the wives leave. And then, obviously, Tom Hanks is like, guess what I found? And, like, reaches well, up. Well, no. F- okay, so the it is first, though, Bruce Dern and Art are yet or they're yelling at him, being like, man, you're... And then Bruce Stewart is like, you're pussy whipped, man. Can you just take a moment and get your balls out of your wife's purse and make your own decision? That's right. And then Tom Hanks starts sticking his hand up his ridiculously impossibly short shorts. 1989 short shorts. And, uh, and Bruce Stewart's whoa, whoa, whoa. Just figured, it, like, don't, don't. And he's like, no, no, no. And he pulls out fucking Walter's hairpiece. In his underwear. And they're like... And he's like, I found this in such and such. A- Where'd you get that? <laughs> I first found it in Walters, and then I put it back in Walters. Through his mail slot. And then I found it at the Clopex. So he says, and then I find- found it again. Yeah. And they're like, where? He goes, where do you think? The Clopex. <laughs> so that means that Did- they, they went into his house. So they're Did convinced- they explain at the end of the movie why that was there then? No. Uh. That's, well, yes, I mean, they do. Yeah. Because so they think so Tom Hanks uh Tom Hanks, Bruce Stern and Art think that the neighbors, the Klopex, kidnapped and murdered their neighbor. Uh-huh. Walter. Yes. So they go back to the Klopex's house after they after Tom Hanks shows them the uh toupee and they go down into the basement and start digging. 
and Tom Hanks hits the fucking gas line because he's like, there's got to be something down here. And he's like, oh, it's metal. It's metal. Well, it's- yeah. The dog found a femur. They do. A, they wait for them to leave because they know they're leaving. They dig in the backyard first, like six pits, <laughs> then decide to go in the basement. Yes, that's right. In the basement, they find an a furnace that goes up to 5,000 degrees. I think it probably goes to 5,000 degrees. Tom Hanks is, uh, one observation is, this is no ordinary furnace. I just love the way he says it. Right? And he's like, and he's like, they're burning it. They're burning him and burying the bones in the and basement. They, and they never fucking open the furnace. Why no. would he just open the furnace? No, they well, turn it on. I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah. At the end. I know, but they should have. Cause even the doctor was like, okay, we're getting was, ahead of yeah. ourselves. But, uh, so yeah, they don't open the furnace. They start digging. Uh, he hits the gas main. And he goes, wait, I hit the gas line. Get out of here. It's going to blow. Art gets out. Everyone thinks he's dead. And then, oh, there's someone there. And then out comes Tom Hanks. And he's completely Blown fucked up. Death. I mean, right eye is completely swollen shut. Clothes are in tather- tatters. He's barely walking. Uh, he looks like a zombie. He looks shit on. And, uh, yeah, then the ambulance is there, police are there, news are there, Geraldo Rivera's on his way, uh, well, not yet. The whole uh, story is explained, oh, the neighbor was out of town, um, he well, thought he had your dog. He, well, the, we, Walter returns as they're digging and as the house is blowing up, essentially, and he, they find out he had heart palpitations and his daughter and her, his daughter's husband took him to the hospital on Thursday night. And so he's been gone the whole time, uh. I guess he, they left Queenie out, and his wig fell off in the house when he tripped over his chair. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom Hanks is now convinced that they had it wrong the whole time. They just are. He went down the rabbit hole with two idiots. Uh, that's when he improvises. Has a great improvised scene with the gurney. Throws himself in there. He throws the gurney into the back of the ambulance, and then well, no, first he sits on the gurney. And he's laying there, and no one's paying attention to him. So then he gets up, throws the gurney into the ambulance, and then jumps on top of the fucking gurney inside the ambulance. And Carrie Fisher goes, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine, honey. (laughs) Okay, I'll just uh, find out what hospital they're taking you to, and I'll meet you there. Okay. (laughs) And then... So then you want to get into the actual kind of scary yeah. part of the movie, which I thought was dope as fuck. So thinking that's the ending, where you're thinking Tom Hanks is off to jail, Dr. Kopech climbs into the ambulance, and you think, oh, maybe he's just there. And he's, Tom Hanks is apologizing. He's, you know, convinced that they had the wrong idea and whatnot. They're just, you know, weirdos. And Mr. Kopech is convinced that Tom Hanks is lying. And He's like, he goes... You're not fooling anyone. You saw my skull. <laughs> you saw my skulls. That's what he says. Yeah. You had to have. You opened the furnace, didn't you? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. But then, but then dug a is... six foot hole, but didn't open the fucking furnace. <laughs> what is, dude? It's so funny to me what Tom Hanks says after he tells him all this, because he's like, "I know you saw my skulls. I know." And he's like, has this big ass shot, and he's like, "I'll take care of it." And he's like, "Gonna kill him, basically." Yeah. And Tom Hanks goes, "Oh, excuse me, Mister Klopek. I think I forgot my wallet." <laughs> I love <laughs> like, that line. What? That's totally an improvised line. Oh yeah, and I love it. It's so uh, good. Hans gets in the front seat and uh, he hijacks the ambulance. 
Tom Hanks starts struggling, warding off Henry Gibson. This is which, when they hit the pizza car. Admittedly, is probably easy because he's like what seventy pounds, you know, five foot. Oh yeah, nothing. Uh, so he's holding him off, pulling the steering wheel. The ambulance crashes into the pizza van, which is a pizza delivery cargo van loaded. The entire Dude, back there's probably two hundred pizzas in there. It's insane. It's like for the entire cast and crew, and if every house had a family of five, that would still have. A lot of pizza left over. Do you think that they I used hope, that? I hope no pizzas were harmed in the making of this movie. I really no, what do. I was going to say is, do you think that's what craft Services was? Oh, just the 100%. leftover pizzas? If that me? was real pizza, that 100% was feeding staff. <laughs> 100%. Uh, ambulance crashes then. Full on drives through the front of uh, <laughs> Art's house. Oh, when they uh, hit the gas line... The Klopex house does completely oh, blow up. The spire, the like uh, lightning strike spire at the top of the house, you hear like, and like omen spikes the top of the car right in front Dude. of everyone. It's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, uh, Art's wife, we never mentioned, Art's wife is out of town, staying with his uh, with her sister or her friend or something. He's getting a divorce. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because the ambulance crashes into Art's house and catches it on fire. And as we... Well, we'll jump to that. But uh, as the ambulance crashes into Art's house, the back doors open. Tom Hanks and uh, uh, Gibson... Henry Gibson. On the gurney come rolling out. out. (laughs) Zigzagging, steering somehow around all of the traffic and doing a figure eight. And then landing onto Henry Gibson's car. They separate. Uh, Henry Gibson started playing the wounded doctor. Like, oh no, he's gone insane. Oh, he's going to kill me. Uh, and then Tom Hanks is screaming. He had citizens arrest. I place you under citizens arrest. I read Ray Prescott or whatever. Place you under citizens arrest. Which also was a thing for me as a child. Always putting people under citizens arrest. Oh, I could see that. Movie. I could see uh, that. <laughs> and then, don't they open the trunk of his car, or uh, it just pops open? Right. It just pops open. The detective comes over, who is uh, oh, shit. I didn't write down his name. I'm not gonna say his name from Deadwood. Uh, Franklin Ajaya, Ajaya, uh, something like that. Uh, comes over, and uh, the, like the trunk gets hit, and there's just. Cor- like there's like 20 skeletons in there. There are a lot of skeletons and not just skulls. I mean, it's they're skeletons. It's Rib full on cages. skeletons. It is awesome. Uh <laughs> and he's like, "Mr. Klopek, is this your car?" <laughs> and the mm. camera in his face is just like mm. <laughs> It's like that Chris Farley without the shirt going yep. like mm. <laughs> but for like a short, older, white-haired man. That guy do- that guy pulls that face in every movie. I know. It's his fucking... It's his catchphrase. It's his, dude, it's his uh, signature. Uh, people were against him. Joe Dante was a, didn't like it at first, him being the doctor. Really? Because he's so nice. He's like... He just, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it works for this movie. It totally like, does because you do kind of think that they're crazy until yeah. he's like... You found my skulls. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold up. What the fuck? Because I totally thought that it, the whole movie was just that, like, the the people were completely normal the whole time. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I knew they were doing something weird. See, I, I But didn't. I didn't. I, I thought it was that they were going to be doing something just weird. Yeah, like, not, incest. like, no, what? What? No? 
No, I meant like they were working on like a fucking invention or something. Oh. Like some some made up thing. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. oh, we were making this machine a that blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, some stupid bullshit yeah, that yeah. is like super weird looking but unexplainable. That's so, what I thought was gonna happen. Never. Never was surprised ever that it they were cannibals. Yeah. I think because that's definitely like they're cannibals. Do you think? I think so now. As a kid, I never thought that. I just always thought they were sewer. Why killers. do you think they're cannibals? Just because it's all bones? Yeah. Yeah. But then also, I don't understand. What are they using the furnace for if they're not using the furnace to burn the bones? Yeah, why wouldn't you burn the bones? Maybe they are. Like, they can't clean all the flesh off of it. I don't know. Well, if it really does go to 5,000 degrees, you can burn bones. Yeah, I think bones burn at like 5,000 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the exact number on that. But then also it is kind of sus if you have a crematorium in your house. Yeah, but, you know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. What was I saying? I also love what the gag of... Uh, Art oh. falling through the floor multiple times. <laughs> oh, or uh, Carrie Fisher telling the boys, now I don't want anybody falling off of roofs or get it setting themselves on fire, okay? And then he falls off a roof, uh, onto a roof, and then Tom Hanks gets set on fire. Yep. Uh, but why I never once believed that they were not bad guys or villains or serial killers or whatever, uh, A... When you first meet the doctor, he clicks his boot heels. Like, my only association with that is Nazis. Really? Oh, for boot clicking Nazis? Like, it is a direct quote of Sean Connery from <laughs> Indiana Jones 3 in The Last Crusade. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I associate... stepping na- Nazis. Uh, just that noise and the clack of the boots. Like, I've seen so many of those wartime videos of that like i mean my first thought goes to wizard of oz that's three times and that's different how is it different because it's three times so you 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 have and a there's german accent. he's a nazi i mean he just because he has a german accent doesn't mean he's a but nazi. for me as a child growing up in the 90s it kind of german did. accent <laughs> it kind of did yeah. you know like look at the movies i'm watching yes bad guy nazi. i mean he is a bad guy uh, I forget some of the other things, but the ginger, that was the first time I'd ever seen a ginger and they looked evil to me. Yeah. Thanks. See, Children that's my of the family. Corn. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. <laughs> uh, that was oh. funnier when I had a list of them and I can't remember now. Oh, well. Children uh, of the corn. Yeah. It's the same kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ginger's always freaked me out though. I think because of these two movies. What about me? I mean, you're just a ginger beard. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. Your hair is not ginger. too gingery. Yeah, well, let's put this on record. <laughs> I forget. You're like a skinhead now. You're yeah, dude. I'm total skinhead, dude. That's terrible. <laughs> that, that's going to be used against me. <laughs> it's going to be taken out of context. Out of context. And I, we are referring to me. because his head is shaved. I have a shaved head. Head. Actually, I have hair. It's yeah. just very short right now. Yeah, it's like that. Never mind. And I, 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 I do feel like um, my my big huge beard and no mustache 
yeah. also kind of makes me look like a skinhead. But uh, here's more, the thing, more, dude. More uh, Amish. I'll take that, dude. I'd rather be Amish <laughs> every day of my life, dude. Uh, anyway. Did you catch the Gremlins reference? No. In the scene, in the opening scene with uh, in Ray's kitchen, uh, where he walks out from the table with uh, the boy and he's in the kitchen with the Carrie Fisher, there's a box of cereal and it says Gremlins and it has a picture of a Gremlin on it. I never noticed that. Oh, put it on and make you see it if you want Dude, to. Dude, I kind of just want to watch the whole movie again. <laughs> <laughs> there I mean, a... I do have it rented for two ninety nine. Ooh, does it come with any extras? No. Deleted scenes or commentaries? No. Uh, that's upsetting. Uh, Nikki Cat, who I mentioned earlier, the punk kid uh, friend, has... Yeah. Uh, only reason I mentioned him is because I found this trivia and I have to share it. Nikki Cat in real life at that time had a spider monkey as a pet. Why was it not in the movie? Because <laughs> it got banned from set. Oh no! What did it do? It he brought it to the set because he mentioned to Corey Feldman because obviously if you are anyone you own a spider in monkey. the eighties and you're working with Corey Feldman and you want to be cool, you'd be like, "Yeah, man, I have a spider monkey." It's like, oh, cool. I wasn't talking about spider monkeys, but yeah, I like spider monkeys. Bring them in. So Nikki Cat brought in the spider monkey, and then it stayed in Corey Feldman's trailer, and it smeared shit over every square inch of the fucking trailer. Oh. <laughs> and Joe Dante had to ban it from set. <laughs> <laughs> and Nikki Cat then was like, yeah, it fucking sucks having a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> And I could just see that like an office sketch. You could you know? see that being me. <laughs> like, come over yeah, my- I want a monkey. And then like, it fucking sucks having a monkey. <laughs> and then it just goes to the shit covered walls. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> there is a Shout Factory version of this DVD. Uh, really? Yeah. And I think it's probably worth getting. Uh, I think there's three different commentaries on it. Uh, there's a bunch of un... Uh, deleted scenes and other things where it's more flushed out that he was fired from his job. Like that, that comes to a head with the wife more. Uh, It also explains why they're arguing so much. Yeah. (laughs) This originally was supposed to be a, like a spoof on rear window. And I think because of the writer's strike, it became like this, this I think it's farce. better. I do too, because we have lots of spoofs of Rear Window and just blatant copies of Rear Window, and this is something else. This is not besides that opening scene with Tom Hanks in the window, and I feel like that's a complete just like nudge, like nod to it. That's it. Like there's no other like scenes that are from Rear Window or even ideas from Rear Window other than the overarching one. But yeah, uh, I love it. I think this movie is. Completely original in so, <laughs> its absurdity. So, I guess that brings us to... Oh, one more thing. Okay. This movie... How do you think this movie was received when it came out in 1989? <sighs> Poorly. Poorly. Uh, it made money. $50 million. Okay. On a budget of under 20. But critically. Uh, critically, this was the worst reviewed movie of 1989. How? I mean, I guess I get it if you don't think it's a joke. I mean, how do you not 
think this is a joke from the opening scene the opening scene pre-credits is tom hanks walking out in the middle of the night in the in this just like suburban like he's looking around it's all nice but then he looks at the blight of the neighborhood the colpex house and he crosses the threshold into their property and the wind like gets so strong and picks up and like you hear like wolves in the background and just like insane hurricane and then he takes a step off and it's calm like, <laughs> how do you not take no instantly that this is a joke? I don't get how this movie was shit on. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know either. Uh, I, I don't. I don't understand it. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's probably because it was ahead of its time, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. I or don't know. if Big came out right before this, I feel yeah, like people could have been expecting more. Well, yeah. And Big was... You know, it's been a really long time since I've seen Big also. But I have a vague memory of that not being like... I mean, I loved Big. I did. But should I have been watching Big? Is Big a kid movie? Not really, but I right? feel like everyone watches it as a kid. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's one of those movies you and I would rewatch and be like, I should one hundred percent have not watched this. Yeah, like there's this a, he's a twelve year old boy and he's in a thirty year old man's body. I'm pretty sure having, this woman wants yeah, to fuck him. Yeah, like and he doesn't get it. Does he not? I thought they no. Do. He he doesn't understand what she's trying to do. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sus. I was looking at. I just wanted to look up like what the popular movies of 1989 were. Like what were the Batman. higher yeah, Batman, uh, Abyss, Weekend at Bernie's, Last Crusade, Roadhouse, uh, UHF. This movie was less rated, regarded than UHF, the Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen that movie, and I don't want it. See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Major League. This <laughs> this was worsely reviewed than The Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Whoa. <coughs> Friday the... Th- are, we tra- <coughs> are we trying to talk about... <coughs> Friday the 13th part... <coughs> eight? Yep. There's no way it's this Manhattan. was worse reviewed than Jason Takes Manhattan. I don't know, man. Well, critics are fucking stupid, dude. That's all I'm saying. Fuck him. He's flipping off. I'm flipping my dog off that will not shut the fuck up, lady. Hey! Anyway, I'm sure they can't hear it, and if they can, fuck him. I hear it, and it bothers me. Sorry I screamed. (laughs) R.I.P. headphone users. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this movie was not well-received. It has grown a cult status, though, I believe. Oh, 100%. I love this movie i don't know why people shit on it so shat on it back then what are you gonna rate it um uh, (laughs) it's ridiculous but this movie is almost a 10 for me i and i am not being objective at all in that it it is my honest this is a 10 in my life i love this movie i still think it's that good i don't have a lot of issues with it if i'm being objective it's a seven it's a solid 7.5 uh 
I, okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. 7.5 is fair, yeah. Because to be an 8, I want the... I want his story a little bit more flushed out. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I want his story a little bit more flushed out. I want maybe... The toupee mystery. Yeah. I feel like they might answer that at the end. Like they were getting his mail or something. And well, that's it. what they said. Oh. They said that while he was in the hospital, they were picking up his mail. Oh, then, then that's it. Because they do, they are the neighbors right there. I missed that if that's what they said. Yeah. Well, then yeah. Oh, yeah, because they find it with his mail. That's right. It got yeah. slipped into his mail. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Now we've now that we've got that under control. Also, I would have liked. So the ending was supposed to be different. Uh, originally, uh, Henry Gibson was supposed to kill Tom Hanks. I would have liked that. Tom Hanks got so big though, because, uh, because of big, uh, the studio put and let him kill him. I think that would have been great, dude. It would have been yeah. It would have changed that whole fucking movie. Changed the whole thing. I'm kind of on board. Uh, two of the other endings was the trunk opens and it's dead cheerleaders. And I other, like that. The other time it was the dead garbage man. I like that too. So do I. I I like the, I like all three of those. Honestly, the, the sk- more I say the Tom Hanks one and the more I think on it, that would have been a really different movie. That could have been something. It kind of might have ruined the movie, honestly. It because could have. it's so wacky. But then, yeah. like, also, I love movies that take dark turns like that. I know. Where that it, like, lulls you into way it. Way ahead of its time. Dude. That would have been so good. Yeah. That would be for sure cult status now. Oh, yeah. Like, not, like, borderline. Like, I don't know. I didn't look People would have hated it back in the day if that mm-hmm. happened. Yep. <sighs> Wouldn't have made $50 million. No. Or, No. I don't think it would have. <laughs> no. There's no way. People would have been yeah. so pissed. I kind of wish it would have been... And for that reason, I kind of wish it would have just been the garbage man. Because they spent so much on their introduction. That's the other thing I would say. If you gave me another scene... Give me like 15 more minutes of this movie. And one of those five... Is a five minute segment of the garbage man again for some reason. If they're not tied into being dead at the end of the movie. I wanted more of them. Yeah. Because they, they're a great scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they it's have classic. some chemistry, Ricardo and uh, I, Picardo. You know, I even would have loved a scene of them driving in the truck yeah. and seeing Art and be like, let's come back to his house. <laughs> let's come back to this neighborhood. And then they turn around. That would have been all I needed to see. Um, uh, or like would, missing Tom Hanks with trash because we miss he misses him the one time. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would. <laughs> so would you recommend this? Yes. Yes. If you've never seen it, yeah. Yeah. Even if you have seen it and it's been a while. Put her on. Put her on. It's a fun watch. You, it is. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it just... If you ha- if it's been a long time and you didn't know that a lot, you know, the improvisation that was happening and the writer's strike. Yeah, that makes it way better, honestly. Yeah, it's... God, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Do you think it's better than Batman? Movie. Dude. The 1989 Batman. I kind of do. I kind of <laughs> do, man. You like I, it better. Yeah. And I love Bat- Tim Burton's Batmans. I do, but... Ugh, man. Yeah, they don't age well. They this really ages, don't. This, this ages so well. Yes. 
it nothing in this doesn't hold up for me. Yeah, nothing. It's still fun. It's still, I still think people understand the jokes it. still land. Yeah. Okay, so that brings me to my Maybe rating. Maybe the Rumsfield, like his name being Rumsfield, I feel like now some gener- well, younger generations don't know that name. I don't know that name. Isn't Donald Rums- Rumsfield? It's Rumsfeld. Oh, that's not the same thing. No. Oh. Rumsfield, Rumsfeld. What's the difference? Yeah, there's an I. Yep, one's a war criminal. What was that? Donald Rumsfeld. That's a spicy take, but it's not that spicy. (laughs) He's a piece of shit. Uh, He's probably dead anyway. Well, they just won't understand his references to wars, like (laughs) Southeast Asia. (laughs) Yeah, oh man. So I would give this movie an 8.5. Ooh. I really like this movie. Yeah, nice. It's good. It's not as good as Gremlins for me, but it's still good. I say I watched this more than Gremlins. I yeah, I I could see that. Yeah. Um I will say that well, the only reason I would say that it's not as good as Gremlins is because Gremlins hits those Christmas marks perfectly. Mm. Kind of ties it into a season. But that's not a knock on this movie. Yeah. This This actually, is a good Halloween movie. This was supposed to be a Christmas release. Really? I think it would have suffered so much. Oh yeah. Also oh, yeah. because Big wouldn't have been that was pre-Oscars. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what I, I really appreciate about this movie, and I've been waiting until about now to tell you my opinion, <laughs> this opinion, is to me, this movie feels real. Like, yeah. all the characters in it are so well, and it, I was gonna say it's super well written, but it's mostly improv, so it's like it makes the movie feel real. It makes you relate to the characters. Yeah. And I think Joe Dante has that in a lot of his movies yeah. where like even in Gremlins, like every person, the thing I love about this movie is that you kind of feel like you're a part of the neighborhood. Yeah. I think he's just not even that it's real. He just knows how to make characters. Yes. And Joe, yeah. And flesh them out. Yeah. Cause you identify whether it's finding something you identify with even the most least likable character yeah you know, or whatever it who do is. you think is the least likable character besides the bad guys it's I mean, art yeah rumsfield you really think it's rumsfield not art i love art <laughs> okay most people would say <laughs> art. <laughs> fuck no i love art <laughs> i don't like rumsfield no yeah he <laughs> but it, he does <laughs> like with the night vision goggles he's like in the infrared. tom hanks is like the yeah, infrared infrared night vision goggles Hey, Rumsfeld, don't you think you're going a little too far with this? Yeah, and then he's on the roof with You're the... right, we should get closer. <laughs> Binoculars with a rifle, assault rifle, that has, like, a, a light that's six inches wide on it. And it's ridiculous. And, uh, <laughs> um, and he falls off of it and shoots a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, that's a rifle round that's going further than a car window that went through a house and probably killed, killed someone. Killed a child. Yeah. Uh, would have been a better movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely watch this if you've never seen it. I had such a fun time with it. It's pretty yeah, funny. I'm glad it has you some liked good it. gags. I would definitely say solid eight and a half. I'm pretty. What did I say? Seven and a half? No, you said objectively a seven and a half, but on your scale, you said ten. ten. <laughs> I would figure that this is your Gremlins. Yeah, it. I can't say it better than that. I mean. I mean, I gave Gremlins a 10. Yeah. 
I, I just don't even, and I did not put it on today expecting to give it a 10. I, I was fully aware of who's in this movie and some things that could be weird. There was nothing. And yeah, anymore if I can watch an old movie and not once kind of cringe. Like, At a joke or something? Yeah, or yeah. just a person that's like, ooh, eh. Yeah, especially the some of the movies we've been doing, like Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly just Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. I think it was in two movies, or he just comes up a lot because of he does come movies up a lot. we talk about. Well, he's uh, in so many good movies, and that's what pisses sure. me off, dude. Beetlejuice! You can separate the man from the art. I hope so, dude, because that guy's yep. a piece. Yep, it's true. But, you know... I'm not going to stop watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I will. I'm not going to yeah. stop watching Beetlejuice, though. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't give a that shit too. about Ferris Bueller. Uh, actually, I don't really anymore, either. I feel like Ferris Bueller is the type of movie, <laughs> like, after person. you're... <laughs> well, yeah, and after you're, like, 25, yeah. you're like, dude, Ferris Bueller's kind of a piece of shit. You know, who else I, you know who else I feel that way about? Zach Morris. Well, Never yeah. Mind, you don't watch TV. Saved by the Bell, I know who that is. But, yes, there's a whole YouTube channel called Zach Morris's Trash. I love it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, before I ever watched it, I was like, God, yeah, there's that one where he, like, breaks all screech's stuff and then, like, fucks him over. It was literally the first one I watched. Like, I looked at it, it was, like, that exact episode I was thinking like, of. you were like, oh, shit! Like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> Fucking genius. No, I was gonna say, the, I feel like the older you get the more you relate with Squidward and think that Spongebob is an annoying pain in the ass. It's true. It is, it's dude. It's true. When I first like, started I watching I'm ready! You're like, shut the fuck up! Oh, we never mentioned... Uh, this has nothing to do with that. I just thought of it. At one point in the movie, uh, they're telling ghost stories or something. I think this is what it is. And Corey Feldman's like, yeah, it's like that movie. You ever seen The Sentinel? Uh, and I want to talk about it because this movie is 1977. It's called The Sentinel. It is super fucked up. Uh, I remember watching it after probably like the fourth or fifth time I watched The Burbs. I was like, I, I was catching on more. I was older. I was probably like 13. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 12. But I caught... I I heard that line finally, the Sentinel, and I looked it up and like found it at the library, the Sentinel, or it probably wasn't the library. I don't know where I found it, but I found a copy of it and I watched it. It was not great. It made no sense whatsoever. And today, watching this, I remembered it. And I was like, oh man, I, it is twenty twenty two. I could probably find this. Like Shout Factory probably did this. Shout Factory did do this movie, The Sentinel, <laughs> ordered it. It's being delivered tomorrow. And this movie is fucking bonkers. We're I'm not even gonna talk more about it. I just wanted to do a mention it because we yeah, are we're gonna do an episode on it going from to do what it. just the little bit about it, I don't wanna hear anything about I'm it. I'm not gonna tell you anything about it. Alright. I'm not. And uh this one will not be for all our view- listeners. Oh, is it that? It's yeah. We yeah. might have to do that. We might have to do that with Holy Mountain. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's worse. That's worse. That it, would... Uh... It's either Holy Mountain or Santa Sangre. We do that Santa one. Santa Sangre. I would do that one. You would do Santa Sangre? Good to know. Yeah. Maybe for Halloween. Well, give me some time to get ready. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I've been eyeballing El Topo for a solid month now. And I'm like... I mean, you might as well watch it. 
You need to experience it. I'll watch it again. I don't know if I want to. I don't want to necessarily do an episode on it. No. How much can you really talk about a Jodorowsky movie? It's so weird now that you were saying it correctly. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dude. We gotta we gotta end this fucking podcast. All right. Uh, next week, Last Action Hero. I believe it's streaming on either Amazon or Hulu. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Fucking watch it. Uh, I'm gonna start doing the posts uh, on the Instagram, like. Oh, yeah. I'll do a post, uh, obviously, to let you know that we just did this episode. Between two nicks at, g- at gmail.com. That's the on one. Instagram and Twitter at Between Two Nicks. And as always, that's the number two. Uh, but I'm going to start doing the Instagram for the upcoming one when we do this one. Oh, okay. So, like. So you do two posts. Well, after today, or this I'll only do and one a teaser. Post. I'll only do one post. Because, like. I'm going to post uh, for this episode on Joe or the Burbs, but then I'm going to do another post that says, next week, Last Action Hero. Yeah, so. And then next week, I'll just do a post for the movie we're doing after that. I see. So we'll be. That's better. Yeah, so now the, you know, six of you will know the movie without having to listen to us. If you follow us on Instagram. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram and you'll know. Before. Try to post it on Friday. Yeah. No, probably Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. We record on Mondays. Yeah, I think that's a thing now. Well. Quad Zoo, dudes!